Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Yui. Over 100,000 claims taken care of every year. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think Yui. It is NRL Fantasy Podcast time once again. The good news is the buy rounds are behind us. The bad news is, well, there's plenty of it. My team's in crisis. Your team's in crisis. Tom Brock, what's going on? Yeah, it's another tough week on the fantasy uh, circuit. As we, um, we look at the fantasy season with the last buy round, uh, round 16 this year, as the as the final band and now we're onto the big straight, except we've turned the final band and there's a huge tree in the road in the form of a lot of uh, injuries, a lot of backs missing. Why full- is it always got to be just all clustered in one position? Exactly, yeah. Heaps of fullbacks. Um, Two really big names, especially. Plus, there's Origin, so there could be a few names that don't back up, even who are named in the team list today. So, wouldn't that be handy? Yeah, tricky, tricky week. So, hopefully, you can get at least a full 17 together and a decent score. Mm, there's two particular NRL coaches that are on my blacklist. We'll get to one of them in the very first game. Uh, it's Panthers v Titans. We'll start off with Panthers. Um, I can't remember who plays for them. It's so long since we've watched the <laughs> Penrith game, but um. Any, uh, we've got Nathan Cleary down there in the reserves as he uh, fights his way back from an ankle injury. Um, I guess Brent Naden was a talking point last yeah, time out. got a big score a couple of weeks ago, 60-odd. Um, uh, a bit of a surprise for those who got him as a cheapie. He's holding his spot in the centres, even though Dean Farah is back. Um, with Isaiah Yo moving to the second row. But yeah, Cleary, I guess, is the big one. He's in Jersey 21 this week. I think it'd have to be unlikely, considering mm. he was really out of origin, but some chance uh, when he does come back, he is one of those gun halves in fantasy for the run home. So keep an eye on him. If you've got him in your team, I think, you know, cross your fingers, cross everything and hope he's back, but it seems a long shot. Yeah, probably wouldn't be selling him given he's going to be a theoretical keeper for the run home. Yep. Um, a couple of other handy scorers floating around, Fisher-Harris and guys like that, Tamo, but nothing um, too spectacular. Uh, now we get on to Garth Brennan's Titans, mm. and he has dropped Jesse Arthurs, which I didn't really plan on relying on Jesse Arthurs as much as I have been, but he's um, he's down to the reserves with Dale Copley back. Um, Joe Whitbread is also benched, who is another guy who I thought might be a little um, low-key cash cow, so that's um, bad news as well. Um, anyone else worth talking about in the Titans lineup? Fodder Waker's been pretty good. Yeah. Run of uh, 50s. I forget what his last score was, but before that he was doing pretty well. He's under 600 grand. If you desperately desperately need a front row this week, which you probably don't for feeders back, as we'll come to. But, mm. yeah, the, the wing of fullback spot's the big one, and this would have been one of those few weeks where Jesse Arthurs would have been very handy to have. And the fact he's out hurts teams like yours. <laughs> so smug. Yeah. Um, I've dodged that one. Yeah, I? well, I'm sure there's a few others that you haven't dodged. Exactly. Um, the Knights take on the Bulldogs on Friday night. Now, we've got mostly good news. Like, obviously, Callum Ponga is not back yet from that calf strain. But at this point, Mitchell Pierce has been named and they probably need him. So, assuming he gets through Wednesday night okay, um, that's one less problem um, that we've got to deal with. And uh, I think David Clemmer is a chance of playing, named in the reserves, um, as are his fellow Origin players, Daniel Saifidi and Tim Glasby. Um, Elsewise, Connor Watson didn't do a great deal from fullback. Anyone else in a lot of teams there? Not really. They're the big names. Ponga's obviously uh, a massive uh, out again, but he's probably going to have one more week and then be back next week, so nothing to panic about there. Yeah, Pierce, there are whispers he was going to be arrested from this game. This is on Friday night. After all, it's only two games after 
origin. Pierce's big return to the origin stage. But yeah, it's a pretty promising sign if you can read much into team list this week that he is in the starting team considering they have left Clemmer, Safidi, Glasby all out. It does suggest they have thought about who's going to back up and who's not. Um, who knows? Or maybe they just, that's the simplest way to put a team list together. But at this stage, uh, fingers crossed for those of us who have him, Pierce does play. Uh, Watson, yeah, 31 at fullback last week. He scored really well at fullback in the past. Um, the Knights lost that game. They're playing the Bulldogs. It's in Newcastle. They should theoretically win this with their origin, some origin players back. So I think Watson will improve. But going forward, when Ponga comes back, it's a bit of a question mark where Watson plays. So don't think he's a buy. But if, oh, if you've not, got yeah. him, if you've got him, he plays fullback. So you got to have him in your team. Yep, simple. <laughs> that is very simple. Uh, they do take on the Bulldogs, who are still missing um, both. First choice halves or first choice halves from the start of the year. Kieran Foran out with a hammy. Lockie Lewis not back yet. Um, Brandon Wakeham was pretty impressive on debut when he got a chance, although we're not expecting him to have a long run in the top grade. Um, Aiden Tolman's probably still in a few teams. I sold him a while back, but he's uh, was I think last start was pretty good. Yeah, I think he got mid-50s last time. I think Wakeham played well, but his fantasy score was nothing to write home about mm. last time. But he looked impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he'll he'll start this week. Um, but again, you know, Foran I think should be back pretty soon. So I assume Wakeham disappears after that. And yeah. I'll, otherwise, yeah, not a lot of uh, fantasy relevant stuff in this Bulldogs team. True, true. Uh, Saturday footy kicks off with the Bunnies up against the Seagulls, and uh, mostly uh, players named to back up on both sides of this one. A lot of us will be sweating on Damian Cook, who's named in the nine, although he and uh, Cameron Murray, who's also named to start, were both pretty quiet coming out of um, yep. a very short turnaround from Origin 1. Yeah, they both played pretty big minutes after... Well, Cook, at least, played big minutes after Origin 1, but his score was not great against yep. the Knights, I think. Um yeah, otherwise, um, Adam Dewey at fullback is interesting, ahead of Corey Allen. There was some mm. speculation today from reporters that he could that could be his spot for a while, which seems a bit strange. Um, well, unless these reporters have some mail that I don't have about Alex Johnston yeah. being out for an extended period. Johnston um, was due back next round, I think, round 18. So. Yeah. He, I was at South training this week, and he did not take any part in the training, so I wasn't really expecting him to play this week, but uh, we spoke to Sam Burgess, who said he was probably 50-50 or 40-60. This is on Monday before the teams um, to play round 17, so if, unless you know Sam's throwing a few curly ones at us, then you'd have to think he's probably close to returning. Who knows? And speaking of Sam Burgess, he is back uh, himself. He costs... He hasn't been good at fantasy this year, generally, compared to what his previous performances uh, have been. But he's under 500 grand. He's very cheap. He covers front row and second row. If it wasn't an uh, emergency week for getting as many winger fullbacks as you can, he'd be maybe one to look at as a cut price, at the very least, kind of 18th man option this yeah, week. Price was a real issue. Yeah, he's under 500 grand. I can't remember the last time he was that cheap, but um, he's still not guaranteed to play. He's got a fitness test on Friday mm. just to do with his shoulder and getting through everything um, gym-wise. Um, what's his break-even? 46. Yeah, I don't think I'd be too stressed about him jumping in price this week. And like you said, there's probably yeah. bigger problems elsewhere. That is still above his watch. average, but yeah, want to watch maybe. He's cheaper than Bronson Sherry. <laughs> For what it's worth. <laughs> um, so the Seagulls have got 
both Travojevic brothers and Daly Chervens all named and they probably need them. I know they had some good results uh, amidst DCE and Turbo both being injured earlier in the season, but it's not the deepest roster in the NRL and playing South, you'd think they want mm. all troops on deck as they fight to um, hang on to their billing as a, a top eight side. Um, outside of those three, any major talking points or just sweating Ma- on the big guns? Yeah, pretty much the big ones. Ma- Martin Tapao's been really good recently. Um, Averaging yeah. 60 in his last five, he pretty much was averaging right on 50 for first half of the year. So uh, good for his owners that he's finally um, putting some big scores together along with those consistent scores. Uh, Tommy Turbo has been kind of all over the place. Mm. Um, a lot of people bought him after that 100. He got 46, which is fine. Um, Against the Titans, you were kind of, or I was hoping. Yeah, <laughs> for a 70 or 80 or something. So, mm. um, yeah. Fingers crossed he gets a big one this week. It's not going to be easy against Souths, but who knows, he's, he's a huge talent, so I could do do plenty against anybody. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, Brisbane take on the Warriors in the second Saturday game. Um, Brisbane is kind of a weird team list, so Milford is it back. It is a very weird We team thought list. he was going to be out for six or eight weeks of the season, or at least a few more weeks than what he's actually ended up missing. Um, he's named at fullback, even though they have basically no halves mm-hmm. available. Um, so that leaves Darius Boyd and Jake Turpin in the halves. Both of the fantastically named rookie wingers have held their spots. Herbie Farnworth in the centres this week. Xavier Coates still on the wing, although neither really scored anything last week. Um, Xavier was about, I think, 18 with a yep. try and probably unlucky not to have a, a second try. They probably remain cash-down options at the best. Yeah, so... I mean, we've been trying to work out the last couple of weeks which one of those, if either, is likely to keep a spot going forward in that team. Um, Jermaine Azarko is back in the reserves this week, so it looks like bumping out one of them mm. um, you would expect soon. They but lost Guillaume Shibasaki to that finger injury, so he's out for a month or so. So one of them's got a reprieve for... Yeah, you exactly. probably think at this stage it's Farnworth. Yeah, the fact Farnworth got picked at centre this week um, suggests he's probably ahead, so... Well done for those of you who have him, but I mean, I guess you don't want to be relying on those guys for scores at this stage. But uh, yeah, I mean, any points is better than nothing. So if you've got one of those guys at the back, mm. especially in that wing fullback position, exactly, is yeah. it? If you're really in a crisis and you've got Teddy and Ponger and Arthur's and Lomax in your side, is it worth rushing in a, a Farnworth just for a one-off? I mean, I guess if you've got not much to spend, I don't know. I mean. It comes down, I guess, to your priorities as well. So if you're playing head-to-head and it's a crucial game and you think 20 points from one of those guys will get you over the edge, then uh, do it over a points. You pretty much need 17 scorers, so maybe do it there as well. Um, ideally, it, it helps you in a couple of ways. So if you're selling a peaked cash cow, you can get one of those guys for uh, very cheap, free up a lot of cash and get a scorer, ticks two boxes and it doesn't hurt your overall plan. So, um, yeah. So I guess that's that's kind of it. Otherwise, mm. try to get a better scorer at fullback this yeah. week if possible. Well, I guess if you're selling it at Arthur's or a Lomax, you don't have enough money to exactly, a, yeah. a Your option's and pretty limited. That way you case. do free up a little bit of cash and get a few points as well. Yep. They take on the Warriors. Um, Jazz Tavanga is named, despite being injured in two separate incidents last week. Uh, neither was apparently too bad, so he starts at 13 again. Um, Roger Tuovasa-Shek ran and ran and ran last mm-hmm. week but didn't run his way to a lot of points. Uh, it was only 35, I think, Yep. Um, at the end. They're probably the main talking points for the Warriors. I think so. Isaac Luke, it's another start. Um, yeah, RTS is one of those guys who can play great and still not necessarily score a lot of fantasy points, which can be frustrating if you've got him, but, yeah, 
the two previous weeks he scored 70 and 60, I think. So he could ha- uh, get a big game against anybody. And, yeah, Tavanga, I assume, will get more minutes this week. As you said, he went off a couple of times, HIA, and then a, um, an injury late in the game as well. So mm. um, starting a lock, he can play 70 or 80 minutes. So uh, could be in for another big one uh, in, in for the next few weeks. Got a, a monster score the week before when he got the chance for the minutes, just didn't get the minutes. Uh, last start against the Knights. The final Saturday game, the Storm up against the Sharks. It's the grudge match. It's the Cam Smith 400. Um, you have to think everyone's going to want to take part in this if they can, partly because these teams just hate each other and yep. they always it's a massive grudge match. And also, particularly for the Storm guys backing up from Origin, they're going to want to be a part of Cameron's big milestone game. Um, they've pretty much all been named, whether it's in the start. Pretty much all named to start, aren't they? They're not really in the, the reserves as I much. Think, yeah, no, they're all in the in the 17, so Welsh on the bench and the rest to start. Um, yeah, all those troops back for the Storm. Um, Smith and Munster are the two big uh, names in fantasy, as always. Smith's a pretty good captaincy option. Is he the best of them this week? Um, yeah. Cook's backing up. Tamalolo's up against good team. Who are they playing? Cowboys. Hard to know. Roosters. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> one of the two Just games you haven't done jumping yet. Um, um, yeah, so Smith looks pretty solid. Yeah. He worked out all right last week, didn't he? He's probably two points behind Payne Haas, but otherwise he was the best of them. Yep. Um, Sharks have Paul Gallon out with a glute injury. Wade Graham comes back, assuming he gets through Origin okay. Um, big question marks were around what's going to happen with Moylan and Johnson and Flanagan. Um, Rumours of Johnson being dropped or moving to fullback. Moylan yep. went off with a hammy strain. As it happens, they've all basically been named where they were last week. Flanagan's dropped down a spot with Wade Graham back and Capel on the bench um, into the reserves list, which probably won't help their goal kicking. But Yeah, Flanagan, knows? after that game, Flanagan being the one dropped would was the surprising uh, mm. move. So. He came on, or was it already on? He um, came on at dummy half for Braley, yeah. and then I think he moved to the halves in the last three or four minutes when Johnson got hooked. Yeah, That's, It's a big uh, big fall from grace for, for Johnson um, getting hooked. They, they said afterwards, um, the coach, that he did it because they needed something, you know, a scoring play, and if they had a shot at goal, they needed to kick the goal. So they took Sean Johnson off. Now, mm. Sean Johnson's a guy who has been man of the match in a Four Nations final against Australia. Has, I think he did that twice five years ago in the Four Nations, was the top point scorer. You know, he's a goal-kicking, attacking weapon. Carved up for New Zealand like a week or two he, before this as well. Exactly. So it is uh, it is strange when a team wants you know a big attacking play and they take Sean Johnson off, but he's not in great form at the moment. The good thing, I guess, is that... Um, we are just talking about RTS had a really good game and only scored 35. Johnson had a really bad game and scored 30 or low 30s. 31, I think. 31. The game before, he didn't play that well either and got 68 or something. So mm. even when he's not on, he can still score well in fantasy. Um, I the difference sh- in those two games was the, the running game. He ran at heaps the game he didn't before run all and last he week, but 10 yeah. or 11 tackle busts, whereas yeah, on the weekend... Had a try. Yeah, um, yeah he uh, just didn't run it at all. But surely it's a wake-up call, that, that last game being being taken off. Mm. Um, the message will get through, you know, run the ball. You're one of the more talented ball runners in, uh, in rugby league, so hopefully he does. Massive game, as we said, against the Storm, so... Yeah, if you've got Sean Johnson, like we may have encouraged people to <laughs> do last week. Well, I took my own advice. I picked him up, so fingers crossed yeah, he... Um, as did I. So happy at least he's still on the team. Surely he starts improving soon. 
Yes, surely. I sure. agree. Uh, Roosters take on the Cowboys uh, up in Gosford this one on Sunday afternoon. And James Tedesco won't be playing mm. because he's been rested along with Boyd Cordner, which is pretty bad timing for those of us still running the aforementioned wing fullbacks who aren't available. It means another game at the back for Joey Manu. Um, otherwise, the back line is pretty much as you'd expect it to be with everyone mostly doing what they did the week before. Um, Jake Friend is back, which pushes Victor Radley to lock. Nat Butcher's been great, but um, as I said to someone else recently, he's got um, players coming back and Boyd Cordner next week you'd think would probably bump him out of the starting 13. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Um, yeah, Butcher might end up being a handy backup off the bench if he still gets decent minutes, but it's pretty risky. Uh, with the Blues captain to replace him soon. Um, Takiyaho, <laughs> people missed him last week, would yeah. have been a good by-round player. He's back this week when it's uh, less relevant. Um, friend could be a smoky big scorer in the run home. One of those mm. hookers who makes 50 tackles a week. Wouldn't be in many teams right now. But, yeah, Tedesco's the big one. Huge loss for uh, a lot of teams. So, yeah, it's really testing your depth at the uh, winger fullback position. Unfortunately, uh, they take on the Cowboys. Um, Jason Tamalolo is the headline act here, and probably that's about all, really. I think it's all about Tamalolo. So he's been the uh, best scorer of the season uh, for all teams. Um, Captaincy option, as always. You know, I don't think anything else needs to be said about Tomalolo, but uh, get him in your team if you haven't already. Exactly. Still getting questions about Scott Drinkwater, who was very good on club yeah. debut, but I think just a bit too expensive for a guy with so little experience. I mean, if it fits your team to get another keeper in this week, you don't want to be, even though Tedesco and Pong are out, you obviously want to hold both those two guys. But if you have money to burn, you know, it's around for, it's a week for buying winger fullbacks. He's a good one, but yeah, he's not cheap. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, the West Tigers take on the Eels at Bankwest Stadium uh, in the second Sunday game. Uh, Moses Embai named to back up from Origin for the Tigers. Team is basically unchanged, I think. Otherwise, Ryan Madison turned out to be a very astute buy-round purchase. Yeah, really week. good really good try against the Roosters, his old team. Last week, he scored 20 or 30 points in that one play, I mm. think, to um, uh, get his score along to 78 in the end. Um, yeah. He's, he's good. We've been saying he's good he, for a while. He is quite, <laughs> he's quite good. Nothing um, there. It's pretty much it for the Tigers. The Eels, um, Blake Ferguson's their only origin player. He's named to back up. A um, few guys in the back line who are in a lot of teams. It's probably time to start phasing them out. Guys like uh, Gutherson and Mike Sivo. Yep. Um, Mitchell Moses has been in rare form. He's one of the top scorers of the season. I mean, he's played pretty much every game. I think he's legit this year. We've been... Mm. Doing and throwing this year about whether Mitch Moses is finally a fantasy keeper, and I think he is. He's never been anywhere near this, really. Mm. Um, uh, he's always had a big score in him, or two or three in a row, maybe, but he's never been consistently good. This year, he's obviously been the main man at the Eels. A lot of kick meters, a lot of decent base stats, and then um, the odd try and assist. So, scoring 54 points a game. He's one of those keeper halves if you, you know, are looking for a one that won't be in that many teams at the top mm. uh, he's a left field option uh, Reed Marnie as well is still a keeper at this point yeah I was worried about Jamin Salmon on the bench taking his minutes it didn't end up being a, a problem last start but it's probably still one to keep an eye out for um, Dylan Brown was pretty rusty in his first game back as you'd probably expect yep. for an 18 year old coming off a stress injury in his back but still he'll scored 30 odd yes yeah, pretty standard yep 
Um, Nathan Brown, I don't mind the look of, but you'd want him to get some more minutes. Yeah, he's been an awesome fantasy player in the past, Brown. Um, I was keeping an eye on him because his price has been dropping. I assume it's still dropping. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, he's still not super cheap yet. Break even in the 60s. His average is only 35, which does include, I think, an injury-affected score yeah. somewhere. So, um, But, yeah, he hasn't scored above... He's got one score above 50 in his three games since coming back from injury. So, yeah, you probably want one or two big scores first. He can play, you know, 80 minutes and yeah. score 50 and 60, but he hasn't been near that yet. So still a wait and see for him. Yeah, exactly. Final game of the round, the Dragons up against the Raiders. Um, Dragons have pretty much got all their origin players in the squad, I think, although most of them are on the uh, the bench other than Corey Norman. Um McInnes is probably the only real guy you want. Yeah, so McInnes got 63 in the buy round, which was great. Um, his price is probably still sliding. I think his break even's in the 60s. Um, uh, yeah, really good. Um, one of those elite scorers. There aren't that many players who can score 60 points a game, uh, and he is one of them. So if you haven't got him yet and have the money to do so, it's a bit of a luxury trade at this point, but mm. but he's a good one. Um, or otherwise put out the fires that you have this week and then look at him next week. Yeah, for sure. Um, they take on the Raiders, uh, White named to back up, Papali named to back up. Chance equal clock stat, uh, enjoys not being in my fantasy team anymore <laughs> and consequently scores points again, which is handy for everyone who didn't sell him. Yeah, uh, he had a good one at last start. Um, Jack Whiten's been pretty good this year. Obviously, mm. he's played really well, but um, fantasy-wise, he's scored quite well also. Um, he's one of those, like Callum Ponger, he's available at winger fullback or half, um, which is especially handy this week. So, yeah, he's another one of those kind of uh, targets that you might not have considered a week ago, but now when things are desperate, he's, uh, he's a very solid option. Absolutely. Uh, that's all eight games. Let's dive into some Twitter questions, of which there are a few. Uh, we'll start off with Brandon Scott Lee, who is looking at Cameron Munster or Ben Hunt to round out his uh, halves spots. Is Munster at risk of getting rested during the run home? Um, well, Storm is so far clear at the top, you'd have to think those Origin guys are a chance of having a rest each at some point. Yeah, it's an interesting one because this would be the obvious week to rest them normally, but as you said earlier, that Cameron Smith's 400 game, they're, they're very big on the milestones of the Storm, so you give them a good chance of playing as many of those big names mm. as possible. Uh, you know, Ben Hunt could also be rested this week, so there's no guarantee there that Munster's any worse off. Um, yeah, he could get rested later on. It could be in you know round 25 when his, it's uh, grand final time for a lot of head-to-head leagues. That could really hurt having one of those Storm Stars out. So it's a consideration, but if you leave that out, I'd probably have Munster ahead of Hunt fantasy-wise this year. Yeah, outside of that, I would have Munster ahead of Hunt. Like you say, if you're you know, three wins clear at the top of the ladder, then the last round or two is absolutely a major candidate for a resting. We've seen... Um, fantasy finals decided that way yes <laughs> plenty of times in the past uh next question from damo lenahan pierce and tom travoyevich should play um well they have to get through origin but otherwise i'll probably expect so uh yeah hopefully so um yeah they, they're both valuable plays for their teams it's really about how they back up from wednesday night uh thomas best cash down option probably depends on what you mm. need um the two broncos wingers we were talking about earlier are probably the cheapest who are going to be any kind of viable scorer this week although neither went too great last week and there won't be 
very useful as a loop option because Broncos play mostly Thursdays yeah. and Fridays. You want someone who's probably going to play and or make money. Brent Naden, maybe? Yeah, he's still, still under, under 300. 300 just. Looks like he's got that centre spot uh, sewn up. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends. You know, For centres, you might already have a backup centre, and most teams have got mm. Nakora and Bateman as the starting centres, so it's not like you're getting... If you're getting Naden, it's really as a... You know, as a total backup, um, but he is at least cheap. Um, yeah, Farnworth we think has the edge over Coates at the moment. Um, if you have, if you want to get one of those two guys, mm. that's about it. Otherwise, you're looking at guys who cost three fifty or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, Daniel Doughton has a long list of players who he's already got five <laughs> trades left, hundred k in the bank, has to trade. One down in order to get Ponger and Tedesco in the coming weeks. Um, what do you make so he doesn't have Ponger or Tedesco. That's, what a great week to not have great Ponger or Tedesco. It's done very well. Hit the jackpot with this team list. Um, yeah. That, that's Thinking of keeping Sherry and uh, Bronson Sherry and Brake Laurie as 18th and 19th men, getting rid of guys like Reese Robson, Luke Brooks, Sean Johnson, Connor Watson, and Lomax. Um, Connor Watson, I'd probably not sell this week, but. Definitely be upgrading yeah. at some point. Same with Brooks and Reese Robson. Yeah, that sounds right. Otherwise, just look at your team kind of balance and make sure you've got backups for every position. Mm. Um, guys like Johnson could still easily be 50 point scorers if they get their groove back in the last few weeks. A few definite sells in there, but the good news is you can get through this weekend with a, a full team and then worry about it next week. Yep. Uh, Dylan1850 asks, is Mitch Pierce a sell, thinking of buying Tom Travojevic and putting Ponger in half when he's back? All of that sounds like a next week problem, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Pierce, you don't have to sell, certainly. I think it's probably a luxury trade. I know he's gone yeah, off the boil a little bit exactly. since that hot run. but um, Yeah, so Pierce's last few have been... Uh, last few scores have been pretty light. His break even is really high, 84. So I guess if you do want to sell him, now's a good time to do it. His last three average, I'm just looking at it, is 28, which is not good. Mm. Um, he's in my team. I won't be selling him. Same. You won't be selling him. So, yeah, we're saying probably not. But if you're, you know, if he scores 40 or something, or 35 this week, and you, if that's going to be it, then then maybe do jump off him now. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, every chance he outscores Tom Trebovich this week anyway, so... Yeah, uh, I probably wouldn't do it personally unless you've got heaps of trades. To yeah, play. I was about to say you'd have to be flush with trades. I think otherwise it's um, you know a borderline keeper in a week where you've got probably a few issues in different spots on the field would be a you know non-ideal time to sell him. Yep. Lachlan Cox thoughts on um, Britton Nakora to Braden Burns. Britton Nakora has not hit 50 since before he was suspended, whereas Burns looks like a keeper, which would allow. A trade from Bronson Sherry to Cameron McInnes. Um, I'm keeping Nakora. Yeah, it's an interesting question. So um, Nakora's form, fantasy form anyway, has dropped, as he says. Uh, he's still averaging 48 at centre for the year, which is, I mean, kind of forget this year. Previous years, that's incredible for a centre. Yeah. Anyone scoring 40 and above is is great. Um, the fact he's a, he's a forward means he's really reliable, uh, which you don't often get from centres. Uh, Burns has been great, as he says, apart from the injury early on, but he does rely on tackle breaks um, a fair bit, which you can keep getting, but it's very easy for a centre to not get much of the ball and then mm. have a quiet game, even if he doesn't play poorly. So He has been very busy. He's gone looking for it. Yeah. He's consistently getting a few busts. And a, he had a 17 tackles last, last game, which is mm. very good for a centre. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly not a must trade, and yeah, as we're both keeping Nakora. Uh, but if it does free up cash for another trade that's that's crucial, then yeah, maybe. Mm. Sherry to McInnes is a big upgrade. Yeah, I quite, I like keeping Sherry at the moment. He looks so much better on the left. If they're going to keep him at, at left centre, um, those attacking stats could keep flowing. Just looking at Nakora as well, that 33 on the weekend was his lowest score, but it was also a, uh, a season high in missed tackles in what mm. was a very scrappy uh, game against Brisbane. So I wouldn't back that to keep happening. I think he's probably going to still be a 40-plus scorer from... Um, yeah, I mean, like, Burns isn't necessarily an upgrade on Sherry, say. If you're bringing Burns in and mm. selling Sherry, they're very similar players. They're both tackle-breaking centres. Burns, you can play at winger fullback, which you can't for Sherry, so there's slight, mm. you know, benefit there. But uh, not massive. But, yeah, if the, if the money works, I guess. Yeah, it all got... looks a bit sideways other than that you would free up a bit of cash going yeah. the core to Burns. But, um, again, probably luxury trade territory. Um, Naily D, if you have fewer than five trades left and a full 17 or 18 or 19, should you be panicking given the high rate of injuries or is that okay? Uh, uh, look, it's okay if you do have certainly 18 or 19 players, I think. Um, those last five trades are really to cover injuries, so hopefully your team is, is kind of done now. Mm. Like your, your final 17 is pretty much in order, um, short of any big name injuries coming up so you know if uh, uh, Ponga or Tedesco was out for five weeks then you'd be trading them uh, yeah. but as is if you can roll with what you've got you've got five trades just hope for the best they're having lots of injuries this year but there are lots of injuries every year I think we just had a lot that affected fantasy relevant players so mm. feels worse than normal but um, yeah I, I think it's I think it's okay yeah I think a lot of people are in a similar exactly. or worse spot than that as well so I wouldn't be too stressed about it yeah um, actually brings us to the end of the questions reasonably concise this week everyone's either excited for Origin or just given up on the <laughs> team after the, the team list came out one yeah, or the other. just devastated by those team lists to um, see others but yeah we'll all be um, watching Origin very closely not just because it's a, um, a big event but also because we really need a lot of guys to not get injured um, otherwise, we will have uh, fantasy video weekend preview coming, the Lone Scout Q&A, the Late Mail Crew podcast on Thursday, um, and as usual, all your late mail and breaking news on nrl.com. And you and I will be back here this time next week.